0: Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu. You're listening to the Kung Fu
1: Drive In Podcast. I know Kung Fu. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> What's up, Poison Clan? I have arrived here in New York City, Times Square, for the Urban Action Showcase and Expo. Thank you to Demetrius Angelo for having the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast as the official podcast of the Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater. Unfortunately, I don't actually think I'm going to be able to watch any of the Kung Fu Theater because I'm going to be at the table, but the energy in this place is amazing. So many cool people from the martial arts and entertainment field, Uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to as many people as I can, Uh, hopefully they'll have some time to sit down and chat with me. I've seen the Blade Brotherhood here walking around with their swords and their trench coats to celebrate Blade's 20th anniversary and the Dragon 45th anniversary. So many cool things going on. Stunt people, actors, choreographers all over the place. Check out their page, Urban Action Showcase on Instagram, uh, Urban Action Fest on Twitter. And uh, take a look and make sure you can come out next year to join us for all of the action. All right, joining me right now on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast here at the Urban Action Showcase and Expo, yeah. Rick Myers, Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Santa, the uh, host of the action film Autopsy. Rick, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving it's, Podcast.
2: I'm so happy to be here. I love a good Kung Fu <laughs> Um,
1: So how many times have you been to this show?
2: Oh, I've been since the outset, from yeah. the very beginning. I met, I met uh, uh, Demetrius. Many many years ago, when he was when this was just a glimmer in his eye, and I tr- I tried to help him. I tried to get I I gave him a lot of contacts, and he has been very very kind and very supportive of me all these years. Let's, he keeps letting me come free. <laughs> Um, It
1: looks like a fantastic show, it seems to be getting bigger every year. What do you do when you get here? Are you talking to people? Are you interviewing fans?
2: Oh, I instantly start boring people with my talk of Kung Fu and, and everything else. But also, I'm here for the people. I mean, I rarely get to see Demetrius and Warrington Hudlin and Bobby Samuels and all my other buddies unless it's here. (laughs) And the energy here is so good and there's so much great creativity stuff going on, so I just come in and I start basking right away.
1: Now, is it fair to say that you didn't start out as a kung fu film fan, but you're a huge one now?
2: Yeah, what happened was that I was a writer and an actor and hopeful filmmaker, and all the rest of it, and I saw, I was in college in 1973, so I saw Five Fingers of Death, and I saw uh, uh, Bruce Lee, and it didn't speak to me. I had a very, I had a difficult childhood, and so I didn't want to be hurt, and I didn't want anybody who was hurting other people. I liked heroes who solved problems, not created problems or caused pain. So it wasn't until I was at Marvel Comics, because <laughs> I was my first job in a professional uh, publishing was as the editor of Atlas Comics, okay. and we got all these great Larry Hama yep. and all these other great people over. So I'm hanging out in 1978 at Larry Hama's office at Marvel. And I was complaining because I had just been on the set of the Christopher Reeves Superman because I was working at Starlog. And I was complaining about the movie itself because they had the Ned Beatty character, Otis, who was completely unrealistic. I'm going, why do they always put in this campy stuff? And Larry said, come with me. And literally, we saw a, tr- a triple feature that day. Of uh, baby cart in the land of demons, awesome. still my favorite samurai movie. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, and then uh, lightning swords of death, which which was a compilation of some other baby cart movies. But then he said, "We're still not finished." And he brought <laughs> me down to Chinatown in New York, where they had six movie theaters at that time, Canal Street Cinema, where Goose Boxer was playing with drunken monkey in a tiger's eye, <laughs> drunken master. And I went, my eyes bulged, my jaw dropped. I said, "This is what I've been waiting for." And at that point, I had already written a book on science fiction films and on fantasy films. So I went to my publisher and said, I want to do a book on these movies. And they went, here's $750. <laughs> Go do it. And sure enough, I I lucked out because World Northall, who was distributing the Shaw Brothers movies yep. on syndicated television at that time, uh, was right across the street from Grand Central Station. And I walked in and I said, I I showed them my other books, the great science fiction films and the world of fantasy films, and they said, I want to do a book on this stuff. And they practically fell to their knees, (laughs) started kissing my rings and my feet. They said, anything you want. And they wound up, within, within a couple of months, they gave me all their pictures, they gave me all, they, at the end of their tenure, when they went out of business, they offered me all 105 35 millimeter prints of the shaw brothers movies and i had no place to put them (laughs) i had no way to move them this was way back when but they also arranged for me to go to hong kong for the first time wow because they're saying we really can't pay you and i went don't worry about it but but what can we do for you i said send me to hong kong so they did
1: that's awesome and i met
2: jackie chan there and raymond chow there and yun biao there and so then i was set and for the next oh forever I saw as many Kung Fu movies as I could uh, every, every week. That's incredible. Um, now you weren't
1: just a fan, though. You actually studied the martial arts. Well,
2: after I discovered you know, uh, Kung Fu the way I liked it, I went in search of Kung Fu in America mm. and, of course, couldn't find it. Of course. There's Jiu-Jitsu, there's Karate, there's Ninjitsu, <laughs> there's now mixed martial arts. And, and so I kept I kept trying things. I tried Karate, I tried Judo, I tried Jiu-Jitsu, but all of them were all about hurting yourself and hurting others. <laughs> right. And I wasn't about that. So it wasn't until Inside Kung Fu Magazine, where I was an editor for more than 30 years, Sent me the the Taiwan government asked inside Kung Fu to send over their best journalists to write about their Kung Fu. So I went to I went to Taiwan in 2002, and there I met some Qigong teachers and Tai Chi teachers who are still my teachers. Oh wow! And I learned more in 20 minutes with them than I learned in the 28 years prior to that. So yeah, so now I div- I did what Bruce Lee taught. Because what Bruce Lee did in the movies was different than what he taught. What he taught was learn everything you can from everyone right. and everything right, right, right. you can. Then make it your own. Yeah. And what most people do is they learn everything from Bruce and try to pretend they're Bruce. <laughs> and and, you know, and it was that make it your own, which was the most important thing to me. So, and also finding out that Kung Fu meant human achievement, it didn't mean fighting. Right, right, Kung right. Kung Fu is about self-improvement, not about fighting. The highest form of Kung Fu is not to fight. As I think I mentioned, I was the uh, consultant on the original Kung Fu Panda yep. movie, and that's all about that. It's all about using your the aggressive enemy's energy against them, and using none of your own. And always love it. Be loving and use your chi, not your muscles or your anger or your fists. So that's what I wanted to do. So my style is translated from the Chinese now as open mind, open heart, open hands. But the way I describe it, when I started it for myself, it was, it was, it's called don't hurt me. <laughs> and when I teach it, I, I, I call it don't hurt yourself. So I start all of my lectures, it's a lot easier to succeed when you're not trying to prove to anyone, especially yourself, how badass you are. Really, shouldn't you strive to be good ass? Yeah.
1: There was a a question, uh, I think, on Twitter. uh, Black Belt Magazine asked, uh, what is the most important quality to study martial arts? Yeah. Um, And uh, I I threw in an answer. I was like, I said humility. Uh, Only because uh, I walked in, and I'm late to the martial arts game. I I only started a, a few, like, like maybe a year ago. It's so. Never too late. Right. Um, and that's what people told me. But I walked in, having been a Kung Fu film fan, having uh, all of these images in my head about what Kung Fu is supposed to look like and what martial arts is supposed to look like, you know, I should be able to fly by now. And you can, by <laughs> the way. I'll teach you later. Okay. Um, but um, so it was a, a matter of, of humbling myself and, and being open to, to
2: learning everything from the very beginning. So there you go. Actually, what I was going to tell you, but you already used the word. To me, the best, the, the the best attribute to learning martial arts, or actually anything, because again, kung fu is human achievement. It's not martial arts. It's everything. So, what you said is, you had to be humble in order to get to the true nature, which is to be open. Yep. Yep. Again, open hand, open mind, <laughs> open heart. If you have an open mind, you can do anything. But if you're if you're just humble, maybe not. Maybe so. But. You use humility to get to that open part. Right. If you're open to learn things, that's what I discovered in my entire career. The most important thing, the thing that really made me happy was learning things. Yeah. And because Kung Fu is everything, not just fighting. I mean, I haven't been sick since I've learned Qigong. I haven't, oh, well. had, a, I haven't okay. had a cold. And that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but at the same time, for me, Kung Fu allows you to, it teaches you self-defense as a side effect. So you're, you've, you've learned self-defense against health, against your own. Jet Li told me to my face, and has told many people, that Kung Fu students' only true opponent is themselves. Mm, yeah. And so, yeah, if you want to go and hurt other people in sparring, if you want to go and prove you're a badass by punching people in the face or blocking, I have no blocks in my style. I don't want you to hit me in the face. Why would I want you to hit me on the arm? Right, right. Why would I want you to kick me on the leg? when I can avoid it, when I can avoid it. So that's what I do, it's all a matter of avoidance. Fighting is super simple, it's awareness and avoidance, yeah. it's balance, and it's education. It's, it's what we call the yeah. honest Abe, A-B-E. Yep. And when I was teaching at the University of Bridgeport uh, for in their martial arts studies degree program, they said, what's the one thing we should do? I said, human physiology class. Mm. Because there are places all over the human body where all you have to do is touch it. You don't yeah. have to punch it. Yeah. You don't have to kick it. You punching and kicking is you trying to prove to yourself how yeah. tough yeah. you are. Yeah. I'm not interested in toughness. I'm interested in smartness. Yeah. I'm not interested in badassery. I'm interested in effectiveness. If you're going to make a fist, I can tell you right now six other things you could do that would be more effective. <laughs> it's
1: interesting that you talked about... Uh, uh not being able to find kung fu when you were uh well, when you were searching for it yeah now because I grew up in the kung fu era where we had Saturday afternoon kung fu theater oh, baby. all right. so and it, that was that was church for me yeah. you know oh, uh, baby <laughs> but uh at the same time as those movies were so popular uh Kung Fu schools popped up like overnight. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. There was, you could study drunken monk, you could study uh, monkey, you could yeah. study, or, you know, whatever well, they, you could whatever they, f- they, yeah. say, what
2: they, they <laughs> say what they're teaching. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing that I discovered that about Kung, uh, Kung Fu schools and martial arts schools, you don't need a license. You can just you just need money to open a store. Oh, really? And what happens is, you know, a lot of people did this. They said, oh, whatever's hot, you know, whether it's ninja or kung fu, they'll open a ninja kung fu school or right, right. kung ninja school or whatever. <laughs> and they'll wait for a decent student to show up and then make them the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, all martial arts is the same in the human body, the human mind, the world around you. The rest is money and ego.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: So that's the situation. I say now, a good Taekwondo teacher is better than a bad Tai Chi teacher. Mm, Right, right. It's the teacher, it's the knowledge. And the problem with both with martial art movies and Kung Fu films is the same problem with Kung Fu schools and martial arts schools and mixed martial arts. Limited knowledge. Yeah. Well, let's get into that then. What do you think
1: is the state of martial arts films today? (laughs)
2: Well, we have. It's actually pretty. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's been bad. It was bad a while because of yeah. course China took over Hong Kong. Right. And China, their history is they're not really excited about martial arts. They're more. Ex, um, excuse me. I I correct myself. They're not excited about kung fu. They do like martial arts, or as They call it wushu. Right. Wuxi. They like wushu. Yeah. They don't like kung fu. Okay. Because kung fu unavoidably, as human achievement, opens your mind. And the Chinese don't need 3 billion people with an open mind. Okay. They need 3 billion people who follow orders. And that's what's so good about Wushu. You all do the same thing. You see those wonderful shots of Once Upon a Time in China, of everybody doing the exact same thing at the exact yeah. same time. And that's what they want. But that's, that's not what you want as a student. So what's happened is that whenever something's really successful in China, now... The Chinese Film Bureau will outlaw it. Mm. Wolf Warrior Two by the great Wu Jing, yeah. who I love, who I put into my movie, Films of Fury, the Kung Fu movie, movie which you can get, you can yeah. watch for free on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, I put him in because I thought he was so great, and he made the most successful movie in Chinese history. And the Film Bureau instantly put out rules that he couldn't make anything like it ever again.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
2: Because it's a matter for them of control. So China, it's pretty much dying in China. The only guy who's kind of getting around it is Stephen Chow. He works really hard at doing it. However, so in America, however, we're getting all these, what I call, physiology-free video game action movies. John Wick 2, Atomic Blondes, the, the new one that just came out, the Indonesian film that's basically a follow-up to the Raid 1 and 2, The Night Comes uh, for Us. Yeah, right, right. On Netflix. Yeah. These are physiology-free video game movies, which are awesome as martial art movies. In terms of kung fu, the only guys who are actually doing kung fu and they're doing it right because they're keeping it secret. They're not telling you it's a kung fu movie, mm. but at the right moment, kung fu shows up, and that is, guess who? Disney, Marvel, Pixar okay. the Lucasfilm, they sneak it in. Yeah. And and I get I get delighted every time I see it. <laughs> only Wonder Woman had real kung fu in it from any of the DC movies. Okay. Yeah. If people are making fists, if gods and demigods and superheroes are making fists <laughs> and hitting each other, then you know it's not good. Okay. But if you again my favorite kung fu movie of the last few years has been Doctor Strange. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. okay, say martial yeah. Arts yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yes, they do. But
2: Doctor Strange, throughout the movie, keeps on saying there's got to be a better way. Right, okay. And then he finds it. And he does the second highest form of Kung Fu. And of course, I love Kung Fu Panda. Right. And not two. Kung Fu Panda 2 had no Kung Fu in it. Okay. But Kung Fu Panda 3 is awesome. It's all about turning a fist into an open hand. Okay. A closed fist to an open hand. That's Kung Fu.
1: And Take me again through your involvement with Kung Fu Panda.
2: What happened was that I've been doing the San Diego Comic-Con Superhero Kung Fu Extravaganza at the San Diego Comic-Con for more than 20 years now. So people have seen it. I made friends with the Avatar people, you know, The Last Airbender. Oh, I can tell you a story about the the year before and the year after the live-action movie came out, and that was completely different. But in any case, one day, unbeknownst Uh, to me, One of the animators from DreamWorks was at my extravaganza and when they found out they were going to do Kung Fu Panda in 2006, where they were planning it, he said, you got to get Rick and so I got a call. And they said, after the, uh, the kung fu extravagance at San Diego, could you come out to L.A. And, and give us a little seminar? And I go, I'd love to. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you paying me? And they're going, well, we may not pay you, but we'll pay your way out. <laughs> okay. So I get there, and the first thing I asked them is, uh, have you done any research already? And they said, yeah, we saw Seven Samurai. And I went, well, you're doing a baseball movie and you're watching football films. <laughs> So yeah. then I showed them it was supposed to be like an hour and it wound up to be 5 hours of baseball film.
1: Yeah.
2: I had all my I brought all my DVDs the best fight scenes in kung fu history. And it wound up being 5 hours and they didn't want to stop and they hired me then and I worked the entire film.
1: Cool. Uh, Yet yeah, what's the best fight scene in kung fu film history?
2: Kung fu film history, I can't choose one. Okay. But right now my favorite is the the second major fight in Ip Man. With Donnie Yen versus Louis Fan, fantastic. Where he ends the fight by saying, "It's not the style, it's you." Yeah, yeah. That is an awesome, awesome fight. Fantastic fight. Because again, you notice he never makes a fist. Yeah. I also love Vincent Zhao in the movie Wu Dong, where everybody else is doing bad martial arts. Watch Vincent. He never makes a fist. And he's always better than everybody else. But the Ip Man fight is, cool. is really awesome. Uh, and speaking of Kung Fu films, uh, Films of Fury. Yeah, Tell Fu me Fuji about movie. that film. Well, uh, again, I was approached by someone who had made a bunch of other documentaries, Lux Digital Pictures. They said, would you do a Kung Fu film for us? Kung Fu movie film. A Kung Fu movie movie. I titled it. I said, of course I would. And they, o- they offered for me to produce it, write it, and direct it. And I said, for how much? And they told me how much. And I said, well, that's not enough. I know I've been working on this for two years. It was my ego. Stupid. I've always regretted it. So they gave me three quarters of the money just to write it, and I said, okay, I can do that. And I've regretted that ever since. Uh, Because what happened then is I put it together, I wrote it, I rewrote it, I rewrote it. I had conflicts with the producer because he wanted to make it an R-rated blood and nudity movie. And I am saying, this is Kung Fu. It's not a martial art movie. It's a Kung Fu movie. So Kung Fu isn't about that, and I'm defining it for Then. We were ready to go. Me and the two directors, who were awesome students, uh, we were we were all set to go. I had already made the arrangements. We were going to Hong Kong, and we were interviewing La Cal Yung. We were interviewing Jackie Chan. All these guys I know. We were interviewing Jet Li. We were interviewing everybody. Wow. And I got a phone call at the 2008 Comic Con with the producer saying, uh, "We're not gonna we're not gonna have live action. We're gonna we're gonna do animation." And I went, "Yeah." He just made a face. <laughs> Your host just made a face, which I made. <laughs> And I went, why? And he goes, well, I had seen these other documentaries, including one that I had worked on, uh, and all the, all the interviews are boring. And I went, that's because they're not asking, they're asking baseball players football questions. Right, right. If I ask them baseball questions, they'll have awesome answers. He goes, no, no, I've decided it's gonna cost more to do animation, but we're doing animation. Okay. And I just was crushed. <laughs> and I was even more crushed. Nothing against Stephen Sloan, the animator. The animation, I, I wrote a book on animation, I was the animation editor at Millimeter Magazine. I know animation. I lectured at, I worked for DreamWorks, I lectured right. at Walt Disney Animation, I'm working with an animation company now at Universal. I know animation really well, and I'm sorry the animation in my movie was not as good as mm. it should have been. Yeah. So that's, So, but but anyway, it was done. and. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be and it's it's a shame and it's my own damn fault, but it's still not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, still good, And you can watch it for free on Amazon. Okay. So
1: check that out on Amazon. And then uh, one last thing, uh, we have a little bit of a, uh, a crossover, uh, you're a Marvel fan?
2: I'm, I started my career in comic. Books.
1: Yeah, I used to work at Marvel. I was there for six years. I uh, was a graphic designer. I worked on uh, toy packaging, logos for the comic books. They're still using the Iron Fist logo that I designed ten years ago for the oh. comic books. <laughs> um, and uh, I worked on the uh, I worked on some stuff for the first Iron Man movie and the second Hulk movie. So awesome! That was my, that was my, my turn in there. But um, you, uh, you you mentioned Doctor Strange and the uh, the martial arts and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, the kung fu. The Kung Fu, right, the Kung yeah. Fu in, in Doctor Strange. So Marvel is doing it right. Yeah. Is there anybody else that's doing it right in terms of representing Kung Fu?
2: Yes, there's this awesome filmmaker. I'm not going to pronounce, pronounce his name right. Okay. Uh, but you can, you know, uh, go on your website, I'll give you the direction. He, the last movie he made was called The Final Master. It was originally called The Master. Mm, okay. He had also made Judge Archer prior to that and The Sword Identity. This guy knows Kung Fu like nobody else. And that's why he's being shut down. That's why China's giving him a hard time. But the final master is one of the, and WellGo USA, who I'm affiliated with, and we work on the Kung Fu extravaganza together, They're putting out the Chinese martial art and kung fu movies that are worthwhile. They have a beautiful uh, DVD Blu-ray of the final master. And that passes the test for me of my favorite kind of kung fu films in that I can watch it over and over and over and learn something new each time. The final fight scene in that movie literally bridges the past to the present to the future of kung fu. It's brilliant. It's, it, it's just, and when you first watch it, you're sort of like, oh, no this is way too artistic. I mean, this guy is a very artistic filmmaker. Uh, but, yeah, that's the guy who's doing it right now, okay. but he's not lasting for long. All
1: right. One last question, then, um, because we, we, did, we actually didn't talk about it, but the, the, show, the Shaw Brothers stuff, the Golden Harvest stuff oh, that awesome, I grew up awesome, with, awesome, yeah, it um, wasn't necessarily the most accurate depiction of Kung Fu, though, or was it?
2: Well, La Caille Young's movies were. Okay. Thirty-six Chamber of Shaolin, Return to 30, Yeah. Mad Monkey Kung Fu, Legendary Weapons in China. I love Mad Monkey Kung Fu. Yeah. All his movies, virtually all of his movies, are textbooks. Okay. You know, in other words, they are authentic to people who don't have limited knowledge. Okay. For people who have limited knowledge, they go, "It doesn't look like that." I'm going, "Well, it does look like that if you do it right." Enough, in other yes. words he was so deep he was so smart you know the, the Chang Chai movies the, the Venom movies yeah. and the rest of the Chinatown Kid that's martial arts but that's more Peking opera yeah. or Taiwan opera based martial art movie Kung Fu movies right but La Calle Young is a cornucopia of, of true Kung Fu and just watch Dirty Ho watch what's the one I'm uh, the one the, the uh, Challenge of the Masters uh a eight diagram pole eight fighter. Diagram, yeah. what's, uh, what's the what's um, the what's the one where uh, Gordon Liu is gonna get married and his wife is uh in? Hero of the East. Heroes of the East. That is the, the one of the best movies ever of Chinese yeah. fighting fighting versus Japanese yeah. fighting. It's just every one of his movies except some of the later ones where they get a little weird. Yeah 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 yeah. But everything up until let's say cat versus rat actually no go with go with it. start from challenge of the masters go right through eight diagram pole fighter mm. the death of fu shang change yeah. Yeah. La Caleone. But you go everywhere, from those, watch every single one of his movies. By the end of it, as they say, understand Mother Nature. Uh, no, actually, they don't say this. I used to say this because I didn't want to be egocentric. This is what I say. <laughs> understand Mother Nature, understand human nature, understand your own nature, then you'll know Kung Fu. Watch those movies with keeping that in mind, then you will know Kung Fu.
1: Awesome information. Uh, Rick Myers, thank you so much for coming by. Films of Fury is available on...
2: Films of Fury is available... Uh, the book, there's Films of Fury, the Kung Fu Movie book, which is av- available on Amazon. You can download it, you can get the actual thing. You can contact me and I'll send you a lesser copy autograph. Okay. But. Uh, Films of Fear the Kung Fu Movie Movie is available for free on Amazon for, if you're a member of Amazon Prime. Right. But it's also on Google Play, it's also okay. on iTunes and all the rest of the
1: stuff. So where can everybody go to find out more information about everything you have going on?
2: Uh, you can go to my uh, uh, website which is ActionFilmAutopsy.com, we're RemakingRickMyers.com at the moment, but you can also <laughs> look me up on uh, Wikipedia right. and Goodreads and stuff like that.
1: Thank you so much for coming by. Some fantastic information. Hoping to see more of you here at the show.
2: Thank you for doing it.
1: Thank you to every guest that came by and shared some of their time and their wisdom with me. Uh, I met a lot of cool people in the industry, out of the industry, in martial arts, in film. Uh, The Blade Brotherhood was awesome. All of the cosplayers were amazing. Uh, Guys, this is an awesome show. If you get a chance to come by next year, look up the Urban Action Showcase and start planning for a trip now. All right, Poison Clan, I'm going to get out of here. Until next time, peace.
0: Poison Clan rocks the world. Ready for some action, drink a little wine and get drunk and then we're fighting ha This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action, drink a little wine and get drunk and then we're fighting ha this time it's war we we'll smash the place up with a dragon claws. I see the iron fist in bump From the daily press. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fatal leak now's in Hingu's hands. With the fearless, I eat over the land. Yeah, the little big soldier is older than wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars Fighting for the cast and pause, here the blast on the yen back kicks, will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but more. Don't hit back Yeah, the death jewel's here David is, coming back The Tai Chi master Jelly's even faster The channel a little drink Because he's the drunken master Once upon a time shine China Rosamund Quan is real fine But see, magic show his spine oh. Golden Swallow has arrived Shan chi movies Will the hero we survive? We've got the Brave Archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah, the sky goes black Cut the vampire's back we got Lam Chin ying To kill them all so stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the sword this time it's war We smash the place up With a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time In China counting the tick tock The shogun assassin Slashing blood of just did drop The head kick Neck drop. Balance the bone not stop Wanna kill Bill Better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow But she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the parties on the floor When the blood it'll splatter Against the wall Don't fear at all She'll kill them all There's always blood spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleashed Unleashed. The fist legend left the car deadly. I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast. You rumble in the Bronx yo, I'm rumbling the streets. And it's simple, see the facts are these. There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drinking little wine, we getting drunk and then we fighting. Ha! This time it's one. To smash the place up so with a dragon cross. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine.